This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms of supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I bet you found this, Carl, when you watch Snipshot in Preston. I bet you're not yelling at the referee all game, are you? No, 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 because I don't. They don't actually get that much wrong, no. do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Our guest today, vlogger, Ipswich fan, and my tip for Jeff Stelling's replacement on Soccer Saturday, Benjamin Bloom. Hello, Benjamin. How are you? I would like to throw my hat in the ring for Soccer Saturday. But in all in all seriousness, do you realise how hard that job is? I imagine it's really difficult. He I does make it's... it look easy, though, doesn't he? I know. I've, I've had a sort of go. I do my Saturday super stream on my channel, which is... Okay, it's not Jeff Stelling with five cameras, 20 people in his ear, someone in every ground and 16 producers. But it's damn hard work trying to keep up with everything. And I just think he's an amazing broadcaster, isn't he? He's absolutely fantastic. He's brilliant. What I'm going to do, actually, Benjamin, I'm going to talk about how you came to my attention, I think. um, Because you were doing something very similar, actually. So when Watford got promoted in April, I saw a video online which you had put out about how Watford had got promoted the season that we'd had etc etc naturally I thought you were a Watford fan because the level of detail that you put into this um, was so much I thought wow he must have watched us every week he's noticed things I've not seen (laughs) this is absolutely fantastic and then the next thing you know I'm watching one you're doing it on Norwich and you're doing it on um, Brentford as well so I'm thinking wow okay let's go through how you got involved in doing this what do you actually do let's let's get into that what is it you actually do because i, 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 I yeah I'm like, it's really hard to describe what you do I, I think the most impressive thing that you haven't mentioned is particularly the watford and norwich videos how about this we're about 20 minutes long 
and came out one minute after both sides were promoted. How do you think that happened as well? Well, yeah, they did actually. I was watching them definitely on the <laughs> Sunday. I was watching them on they the Sunday. They may have been cleverly pre-recorded because those two teams were miles ahead of um, everybody. Long story short, like most things in my life, you just kind of stumble on something, start enjoying it, end up getting a bit obsessed with it and then trying to turn it into the main thing you main thing you do really so I started a podcast used to really like listening to podcasts you know back in the day when it was only Ricky Gervais and James (laughs) Richardson you know Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo yeah making them so we made an Ipswich Town podcast we started that in uh, 2015 um, when there weren't 20,000 billion other podcasts um in the landscape at that point as you know yourselves it's just kind of evolved now where it was a big deal to have an hour-long audio show about football and then within three or four years that turned into no it's got to be it's got to be video now and I remember distinctly before the I think it would have been the 16-17 season we I I didn't want to do it we put an advert out saying anyone want to join our Ipswich Sound podcast to do video and this this guy said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And um, we, we agreed what he was going to do and all of, all of that good stuff. And then I think like two days before the season, he turned around and said, Ben, I, I I'm not sure I want to do it. I've seen some of the stick people get going on camera and I don't think I fancy it. So I was literally driving down to Charlton for a pre-season friendly and I thought, God, well, I, I suppose I'd better have a go, hadn't I? <laughs> and I, I distinctly remember, I remember a couple of things. I remember trying to do like an intro and having 50 goes at it and just like, yelling at myself because I couldn't do it you know and then I also remember being in the stadium and being so shy and nervous because I thought I'd just look a complete idiot holding a camera I would probably still do now and just don't care but the luckiest thing that happened is that pre-season friendly ended Charlton 6 Ipswich won, Charlton Roon League won and Ipswich win the championship. And I learned there and then there is no chaos like your team getting thrashed in a game for, <laughs> for a bit of, <laughs> for a bit of, <laughs> and yeah, we've just been doing, doing videos since then. But specifically, I'm one of these people that tried to make an opportunity out of COVID. And I, I know, I know COVID's been terrible and I don't want that to come out flippantly. And a lot of people have had awful times during COVID, but I was working in a school and it was I had a very frank discussion with my missus and she said well look go for it you know work real hard and if by the end of the season you can make some money out of it then so be it so try to then go hell for leather imagining someone was actually hiring me to make all these YouTube videos and as you pointed out we did a season review for all 24 championship teams which (laughs) is another check that I wrote and then had great trouble cash in <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm getting down to Birmingham and my eyes are bleary and I'm like do I have to make another one but very kind of you to say and yeah obviously the promoted ones were the first ones you do because you know you know what the story is with those seasons but the level of detail you went into I was like you know you you, you knew when we switched to 4-3-3 you knew about the, the the players that had come in you knew about where we'd done well how on earth do you have time to look through everything and and get to that level of detail for every team I, I promise, and I'm not trying to sound phony humble here, it's not that big a stretch because of the live streams and the preview and review shows I do. So every round, I'll do a preview and I'll do a review, and we do it live on the channel. It's not my knowledge. We have subscribers come on. It won't be me noticing that 
Cisco changed to a 4-3-3 against Bristol City and you won six. It'll be a Watford fan saying, ah, Ben, what happened is we changed. And, you know, you just try and retain it. And as much as the championship is like ever evolving and there's, you know, especially in a three game week, there's three different narratives and it's, it's hard to keep up. But you try and you find the big stamps in that season. And like you, you would be able to do it in incredible detail because you care about it way more than I do. Not that I don't care about Watford. I'm very fond of going to Watford. But I know the big beats were you got relegated. You had to sell some players. You hired a new manager who was a bit grumpy. He bit got grumpy. fired around. <laughs> <laughs> he got fired around Christmas. Yeah. You hired another manager who was really smiley and lovely, but maybe not tactically what you wanted um, in the long term. You went on a really good run. You had a ridiculously good home record. You had a very good defence. And maybe as well, even you guys would admit this, in a season where the stadiums were empty and you know, there wasn't much money swilling around. You you made use of being bigger and better resourced than all the other teams in the league. And once you know those basic beats, you fill in the gaps with a with a bit of detail. And that's the story of how, how Watford um sort of bounced back. And yeah, you just roll that out for another twenty three teams, right? Mate, that summed <laughs> up that season. Absolutely perfectly. Well, that's what happened, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I have happened, to yeah. say, I was very, very lucky. I managed to get to a couple of Watford games in the press box. I was in a press conference with Vladimir Ivic. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to get my games wrong. I was at two games. I was at the Barnsley game and the Rotherham game. So the Rotherham game would have been the early one. At home? Yeah, the first one was Ivic and yeah. the second one. I could sense a bit of frost around <laughs> around then and you kind of think n- knowing that your ownership has this model of well look if it's not working and we think we can get someone better in they come so you could sense a bit of and then you could sense the difference with um Cisco Munoz when when he came in as well so I did have a little bit of a inside dip but I wouldn't profess to know as much about it as you two guys well to be fair you you what you said summed up our season and that the end of season video was absolutely spot on so someone's been giving you the right lines and the right beats as you put it because as I say I was watching that going wow you know then it was yeah. a there was a level of um sort of knowledge about it all that I hadn't seen on mainstream media or on sky or on the BBC no, or anything else that's the gap though isn't it because there's people like yourself and you won't mind me saying this you're going to put the passion and the emotion and the day-to-day feel of being a Watford fan, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a big gap and then there's pundits. Unless they're on the Watford beat and they're doing it every week, they're going to be, where Where are the big moments and fill in the gaps? And you have to say, unfortunately, sometimes the gaps aren't filled in terribly accurately. So mm. if you can sit in the middle of those two things and I'll never be able to have your passion or your, you know, day-to-day emotion into it. I support Ipswich. I don't support Watford. I can't. I can't have the same. No, of course. You, you love you love them. I, I don't. And, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But I think if you can come to a position where you're putting in effort to be respectful and try and learn, I think people notice. And, okay, you get the odd <laughs> online who, you know... <laughs> Don't don't come on my turf. Don't you dare try and talk about Watford. That's what I do. Yeah. But you get nice people like yourself where you're like, ah, is this what an outsider, you know, who isn't in... And this is what I can give that even you can't give. 
because you're in the bubble. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, yeah. You yeah, can be yeah. subjective about it, subjective whereas we can't it, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys try and be subjective, but it's hard. It it's possible hard with, for me. <laughs> yeah, with that with that emotion, it's it's hard. So we're trying to find a niche. And look, there's people who are very snooty, and you'll have experienced snooty about mm. fan media and. They think everybody's trying to be the Arsenal fan TV guy and oh, have yes. people screaming and hollering, <laughs> but you're not. You, you, you're trying to just tell it, and particularly at championship level, there, there isn't that many, you know, detailed pundits. I know not the top twenty is very good, and obviously you guys were in the Premier League, so you had Adam Leventhal and the Athletic sort of people covering it and yeah. you know they'll do it to a good standard as well then you get your local people but you know then you get the the likes of me kind of dipping in as well i'm glad you do because i think it gives another perspective to it actually as you say oh, you're not you're not actually you're not close but you're you, you know a lot about it so you've got this kind of different perspective on it all and obviously and just justin just come from a position of respect that's all you've got to do but that's you know what, what i, I mean? like that's what i like about yeah. your videos because you always start with leave your bias at the door which is another yeah, exactly. thing that you always start with yeah and i mean look people they they think i'm a bit preachy for saying that don't get me wrong where say your content is concerned it is about the emotion and it is about the passion so if you two left your bias at the door it wouldn't work that's no, 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 that's no. ridiculous we yeah. want to hear your passion if you're a neutral i genuinely believe that and you tell me the number 90 percent of conversations you here football fans have have no credibility because of the implicit bias <laughs> that they that people genuinely can't see the wood for the trees i remember sitting at wigan once watching ipswich and i sat in the homestand and i started just listening in as a and then i i got obsessed with listening to this guy every refereeing decision that was made against wigan he disputed every single one 100 and you kind of think right hang on yeah everyone was wrong yeah you must have got some right, surely. That's how you're getting suckered into, yeah. you know, wanting your team to win so, so badly. And often there's a good conversation to be had. And you guys are pretty good at it. Look, I spoke to you two guys after your team had just got pasted by perhaps one of the best teams in Europe. And you could have gone on and gone, oh, we were robbed. We got a new manager, <laughs> you know, we, we haven't got the finances they've got. That re- that referee decision went against this. Yeah. But frankly, you would have sounded like idiots. And yeah. you, you played it very well and you said, we didn't play very well, but they're very good. And you can see both sides of the coin. Yeah, in fact, yeah. Carl went viral with his yeah, salt base. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. Yeah, I, was, I, thought... I was obsessed for it for a little bit, and I kept saying to Justin, can you just uh, just check, are we at 100K yet? I was 100,000 views, Carl. Yeah, yeah, mental, crazy. Yeah. Just just because I turned up half cut and uh, did the old sort by uh, thing, I think. But no, uh, but it's a bit of bit of passion, a yeah. bit of charisma, and you know people buy into it. And you told the truth for God's sake. You didn't you didn't stand there and lament a refereeing decision or <laughs> speak. Of, you know. So Ipswich, Benjamin, were you born and raised in Ipswich, or did you pick Ipswich for a particular reason? <laughs> Who would pick Ipswich if they yeah, were? Well, who picked I mean, come around <laughs> If they were, but no, yeah, I was born and raised in in Ipswich, and I, I remember my dad taking me to a couple of games. Um, uh, we had a manager called John Lyle, who perhaps better known for managing West Ham, but he uh, did an unlikely promotion. We, we went, we went a couple of times, but when I was sort of getting through high school, and you know, you're you'll remember you, 
the you can you've got a bit of your own money you might have a paper round or a like i had a job washing up at the hotel and you can buy tickets and go with your mates and george burley was the ipswich manager and we had a great sort of four or five years and with with hindsight and this will sound like the most deluded thing you've ever heard with hindsight losing in the playoffs every year was actually a good thing because i watched my team win pretty most weeks and have the ball most weeks and then of course when they got up in the Premier League four or five years of winning and they finished fifth in the Premier League and I was speaking to some Leicester fans the other other week doing a similar thing interviews we did I mean they've got the ultimate one because they can stand there and say I genuinely do not care what happens now because I saw the greatest title winning you you can't beat me even if you're Man City and you win the treble you can't beat me now because I saw Leicester win the Premier League but I saw my team in the in the late 90s play really good football build up a squad and okay trash it pretty quickly and go into administration but that's the glory of it isn't it absolutely hey, um, they've had some great players come for it it's like i think of um the goalkeeper was it richard wright yeah richard wright would have wright been was in... there and then yeah they've had some kieran big, dyer kieran dyer started yeah. there and it's it's a it's a funny one it's i look at it now from an outsider and there's a musical um, element to it as well, obviously with your your sponsorship now with Ed Sheeran and so forth. And I, and I kind of, and I kind of look I kind of look at Ipswich and I think that's a that's a big side in League One. And I know League One is littered with that that thing. And it, it's almost like Ipswich have have chose to have a little um, wobble at the wrong time. With, You're with, totally right with and Sunderland's and the, you know and all, all those sort of teams in that division. It's it's a it's a strange one looking you know for and for a Watford fan to be saying this, my God, but it, it's very strange to see a club that size struggling the way well, they are. And when you make the comparison between Ipswich and Watford, it's just a different time and a different set of circumstances yeah. that you guys managed to get up in the golden time where the TV money went up to a hundred million quid, and of course uh, Ipswich have a habit of managing to be in exactly the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time and were one of three teams relegated the year that ITV Digital went down Ooh, which yes. that what I try and tell people that would be the equivalent of Watford getting relegated last season and a month into the season me saying right your parachute payment gone yeah and Watford going oh my god we literally we, we have to go into administration straight away. We can't afford to pay anybody. And Ipswich, honestly, I know we had the Marcus Evans ownership and a lot of money was frittered away under Roy Keane and Paul Jewell and, you know, whatever. They haven't truly recovered from going into administration in, in 2002. And obviously, you guys have pretty much in the main been in the, you'll tell me the exact numbers, been in the top two, top two tiers and sustaining that premier how, how many seasons were Watford in before they went down last time five five five, yeah, years, five yeah. years yeah, yeah. that genuinely makes Watford one of the highest grossing football clubs in the world that's what people don't realize about the Premier League over those five years it's a, a big deal to be a Premier League team at that time and yeah unfortunately my luck <laughs> has missed the boat for the last 20 years sadly the thing is we were sitting in the the second tier and the third tier for quite a long time and it it does come again it's not you know it's not I, always I think it's harder nowadays with the money though and I think just you know, Benjamin's just touched on that with you know five years let's say at worst case scenario 500 million we've just made true for those, yeah. for those yeah. five years it's well, true and, it's and so Carl, hard the, the thing is it's this terror of when you get relegated, that egg timer turning over yeah. and that three-year cycle of those parachute payments. And you look at like Stoke and Swansea and Middlesbrough now and you think, can they get back? And mm. what happens 
if they don't get back. And and you see Reading and Birmingham, Sheffield Wednesday trying to compete and really potentially screwing the long-term future of the club. Derby. Derby's a one, isn't it? I think and there you Derby. go. And yeah. Derby, two playoff finals. You know as well as I do, if they win one of those one of those football matches, this is completely different. Yeah. Just even that one year in the Premier League and then two years parachute payments, mm. everything is so different. And it's the haves and the have-nots. And y- your boys are the, are, have been in the haves for the last, well, going back to the promotion in 14-15. I've, I've become known for ranting about parachute payments. I do, <laughs> I do understand the necessity that Watford can't stay in the Premier League and build up liabilities. And, you know, I know some people think you have a magic contract that shrinks Ishmael Assar's wages down to five grand a week the sooner to get he ain't gonna sign that is he you know so I I get I get the necessity but taking it away and pulling that rug out on those three teams and okay you can argue Leicester came back and won the Premier League that may have been somewhat of a somewhat of an outlier rather than you know everyone can come back from it well we'll see Claudio might do it again you never know you never know (laughs) it's worth a fiver it's, it's very much worth a fire if you get 5,000 to one on it. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you um, get to uh, Portman Road a lot these days? or I don't, and it, it, it bothers me, and I get a lot of stick from Ipswich fans for it. And I, I get it because initially on YouTube, I just covered Ipswich games, you know, and Ipswich were in the championship. And then when we broadened out, you know, you're you're at different games and you get a bit of stick for that. Oh, you know, what, why are you, why are you watching these two teams? You, you can't do that. And you know, you, you get over it. But since the COVID thing happened and the stadiums closed and then me and my missus had a, had a child uh, this August, you know, it's been very much, I know I'm going to be at home for the next two months. <laughs> and then it, it sounds a little bit um, trite, but it's my job now. And people will pay me to go to, a game of football and mm. you, that's you, incredible you talk, isn't it that's the dream about, that is that is the dream Cole but it means that unfortunately me going to Ipswich then instead it becomes a joy it's, it's money that I'm not it's earning work. yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. time off work isn't Got it yeah. but yeah. I went to Wickham the other night and we've been very inconsistent and we've got this new squad and we were fantastic and there's something there if he can get a consistent level of performance. The problem is down there in League One, and I'm not going to patronise these teams, they are good teams. But if you go to Cambridge and Cheltenham and Wickham and Accrington, and you're going to say, oh, we're going to play on the counter-attack and on transition and move the ball and bomb our fullbacks forward, they'll go, are you? Good luck with that. Because <laughs> we're going to <laughs> hem you in. We're going we're gonna to play direct. And they're good teams and they know what they're doing. And, you know, so they're almost got a championship squad and championship tactics that may not work in League One. Um, and it will... That sounds ridiculous, but do you know what I mean? No, I get you that. Yeah, there's a few teams that have gone down and, and struggled in League One because I think there is such a difference. And that step going back to the Championship, I think it's Peterborough found out this season. Well, that's a, Carl, that's a good example because they're a team that tried to sign the best attackers from the lower divisions and say, mm. we'll, we'll sell you on if you come play for us. Look who went up 
Rotherham get up, nice and direct, good side. Sort of Wickham, you know, Coventry played good football, didn't they? And, and yeah, yeah, got yeah. up. But th- there are plenty of teams in in there in in League One. That, you know, the old school teams where they'll say, okay, well, we haven't got as much money as you, but we'll fight you if mm. you can beat us. Fine. And some hard old games down there. Whereas you know, in the in the Championship, you turn up at Watford with your lovely pitch and your pretty screens and everything. It's <laughs> far nicer place to to play football, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I've got. A, I've actually got a, I forgot I did forget about it but it just reminded me I years ago I used to I used to have, uh, live in um, Stafford not far from Stoke-on-Trent and I, I worked with a guy he was a massive Ipswich fan and I couldn't get to see uh, as many Watford games as I wanted so I said to him I said look I'll tell you what because we live in the Midlands now there's so many games in and around there even Manchester isn't that far from, from that area let's look at the fixtures week in and week out and if Watford are in the area we'll go to a Watford away game and if Ipswich are in the area we'll go to an Ipswich away game and we used to go used to go all the time and I remember going up to um, Preston North End once to see Ipswich. Trek, isn't it? Oh my God. It's an, but I have to admit, and it, this goes back to what you were just saying about being a neutral. I really, really enjoyed it. And I really got involved with it in, in the sense of the game. And, and you don't you get know, that sick feeling at eight there's minutes. No, there's no, one pressure. no, there's no, so there's a lot to be said about it actually, because. But Cole, can I, sorry, can I try to cut yeah. across you? How many fans have actually done that? Gone to a game and sat and watched two teams that they don't support? And the other thing, and you and I were talking about this outside Watford, how many fans have gone and sat in the away end of their own stadium and just watched it from that from another perspective? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And it's getting that perspective. And don't get me wrong, I'm not having a pop at anybody. If you're in the Watford fans every week and that's how you watch football, so be it. But it does, you're right, it does open up a whole different way of seeing football. And you find, I bet you found this, Cole, when you watch Nipsey and Preston, I bet you're not yelling at the referee all game, are you? No, 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 because I don't... They don't actually get that much wrong, no. do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said for it. Absolutely. I've had a look at your website and uh, I noticed that there's... There's a 90s tribute that you're doing amongst uh, various other things. Uh, how did you get into music? Uh, we have various fingers in, in, in various pies here, don't we? No, um, I, that's, that's, my, um, that's my gig. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm not a football pundit or anything. I took piano lessons. I went to, I went to Colchester Institute. It's not, it's not Cambridge. It's not Berkeley School of Music, but I'm a hustler. Um, and I got, a, I got a music degree. And while I was there, it's really funny, actually. I'd never really earned any money in my life. I'd, I'd like <laughs> packed, packed files into, an in, into the shelves in an insurance office for, I think I made 10 grand a year. I made 200 quid a week uh, doing that job. It was absolutely horrible. I was on this course and there was this guy, Dave, and he said, oh, mate of mine's looking for a keyboard player. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do you want to put my name forward? And he said, yeah, no, fine. I had no idea what I was doing. So I go to this guy's house and he said, can you play this song? Yeah, and you played a bit. And he says, great. Do you want some gigs at the weekend? And I'm like, yeah, 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 cool. And I think there was three gigs. It was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He said, look, we'll, we'll try it out. I'll give you a, I'll give you a hundred quid. And I'm like, you're going to pay me to, to play music. I'm like, yeah, definite. And he went, so a hundred quid a gig. You're going to pay for each gig. <laughs> I thought it was for the whole week. 300 pounds for three days work. I've never seen 300 pounds. That's incredible. But um, yeah, so, and I just joined a, joined a band then and, you know, you get your head down and you work. And um, one of the bands I was in was, 
signed and I've been back and forth and here and there and I'm a bit older and a bit longer in the tooth now I don't necessarily want to be you know off to Aberdeen on a Wednesday night with whichever band but yeah that's my that's my actual um, vocation really I was always a does, does that link back to when you said you're at schools? Were you music teacher or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I got to a point. Um, <laughs> this, I can this play the recorder at school if that helps. <laughs> yeah, slightly. The good thing with the recorder is you, you start off from a being out of tune point of view, so that no one really notices about yeah. the end point. Really. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a, you know I, I ended up doing four days a week, and it, it's funny when you reach a certain age, and you know you, you might want to have a mortgage and go on holiday each year, right? <laughs> Rather than be responsibilities, what? exactly, yeah. Rather than be gallivanting around around the country, but no, we um, I'm I, I'm lucky now. I can be and with the football thing as well. I'm I'm so lucky that I had a hobby that was music and people paid me to do it, and now I have a hobby that's watching footy and talking about it, and people paid me to do it. I'm very very lucky, and that's that's life at the moment. I do those two things, and with the footy as well, I can be very, very selective. <laughs> I got off of this thing the other day and I'm, I'm terrible now. I'm like, it's in London. Is it central? Am I going to be able to park? I've got to get the train. <laughs> if I have to park my car and there's a, I don't know if I can be bothered. I think I'll stay home with my missus and watch QPR versus Blackpool or whatever. And, you know, talk to people about it on the internet. So I can be a bit more selective now, but my, my missus was really cool about it. She's a really good sounding board. And she said, you know, well, Ben, you, you are a musician that that is you. It's not just yeah. something you, you do do some gigs. Don't, don't stop completely. And I, I don't know, you know, if, if someone offers the right thing and it's lots of music work, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but it's nice to have the option to do both. Are you finding that you're getting, uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're noticing you, but with, with the, the popularity of your, of like the YouTube and things, you, you're getting noticed and stuff like that. You can't just go and turn up at a ground now when people like at Watford. That's where Justin I saw goes, him. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the ground table and I thought yeah. he's, wearing, I mean, a, he's those... wearing a mask, but I'm not sure if it's Benjamin. I'm not sure. And then I thought, oh, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't know what to do with the mask anymore. I don't know to whether to wear it. We were discussing, I don't know whether to wear it or not to wear it. And what's, you know, well, I'm going to get more stick for wearing it or I, not wearing I, it. It's I almost... think it was to stop being recognised, but I, I oh, knew that so... hair anywhere. I thought I'd recognise that hair. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I have a particularly ridiculous haircut for those, um, listening on the podcast no it's it's very very lovely when someone someone stops you because the ridiculous thing justin is my, my opinion's not worth any more than anybody else's i'm just a fan like you okay i might be up studying um rotherham's xg in the 16 17 season for a bit of research at 1am in the morning and you might not no but no don't, i'm just no. a I'm just a fan with a with a platform, really. That mm. you know, built up same as you guys with your with your podcast. Um, and I I always like to think I'm going to go all all bohemian on you. I went and saw Brian Cranston, you know, from Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, yeah, Breaking yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah, he did a he did a seminar, and I was a big fan of Breaking Bad. So I went and and he said this one thing that really resonated with me. He said he was working on Saturday Night Live, and he had the world's best writers with him. He had the best talent, everyone, cameramen, blah blah blah, and they were doing this this sketch you know the saturday night live skit 
I don't know, it was something to do with a dentist. They had the oxygen thing. And apparently, Brian Cranston says, he's probably embellished the story, but it, it, it serves a purpose. He said the guy hanging the light said, oh, you know what? It'd be funny if the dentist took a hit on the gas before he did the thing. And they put it in the sketch. And Brian Cranston said, never never judge anybody's status. Judge their, judge their ideas. Whoever has the best idea. It doesn't matter if you've seen 500 Watford games, you're a qualified referee and, oh, I've traveled. 300 miles to this game if an eight-year-old says during the game daddy Mohammed Salah seems to have a lot of space and that's the smartest thing anybody's saying it it so it's all I always think status over ideology it doesn't matter if Brian Cranston's there yeah if the lighting op has the best idea yeah then listen to them and people get very snooty about fans and fan media and Alan Shearer says this and he scored 200 goals but someone else you can have as good an idea as Alan Shearer does and of course we all respect Alan Shearer and his career but mm. I, I think whoever whoever says the right idea and says the sensible thing you know deserves deserves to be listened to regardless of you know their status as status, just yeah. a humble fan I think the, the, the media at the you know it's, it's all over Sky BT doesn't matter there's, there's this inclination that players are going to make the best pundits you know that's the that's the kind of done thing now once you've retired it's automatically you're going to go and be a pundit unless you're Steven Gerrard of course but <laughs> I, I don't necessarily agree with it I think there's I think there's a lot of pundits out there that are not that good and and they're they're purely there based on the fact that they're ex-players and it's a shame really and don't get me wrong I, I know you guys have chatted to Luther Blissett and you know you've had plenty of players on your on your show don't get me wrong when I'm with an ex-player, shut your mouth and listen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> listen, listen to what they've got to say. I've never been in a dressing room. I've never heard a team talk. I don't know what it's like. But yeah, you're you're, you're totally right. It, it shouldn't just be assumed that that guy's going to come out with a more cogent analysis because unfortunately, sometimes that guy doesn't know who who your left back is and is is phoning <laughs> it in for a yeah. for a quick payday. And yeah. and I do, and I'm watching every second of this. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, you know, I, we're getting very life philosophical. Here, <laughs> well, but, you are. But I mean, um, Luther's actually... It should be a meritocracy. If you make the best podcast, you deserve to be successful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Luther's actually, just going back on that, Luther's actually said to us in the past, you know, your your view on stuff is as worthy as mine because you're fans and you see things maybe that we don't as players and, you know, you've invested a lot of time and money in your team and, you know, your your, your opinion Justin, is... It's, different, it's just different views, isn't it? Of course, Luther Blissett has a more informed view than I do and a greater breadth of knowledge and experience but there might be something I spot that he doesn't or something you spot that I don't and I think we should just all keep our ears open and listen and be respectful of everybody's view and if you don't want to listen to what I say there's a million other things you can listen to (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so how did you um, start getting monetized then is it do you do stuff through Patreon or um, are you sponsored somehow it's just luck and I I had this with to use a, a music analogy anyone who's ever been in a band will know that there comes a tipping point when you reach a certain profile i remember in the good old myspace days sitting there with my band begging people for gigs begging you know we'll come and play you don't have to pay us anything and then as you gain a little bit of profile something very strange happens and all of a sudden people start asking you to come and play for them it's very similar to that thing i said about you know going doing a, a paid gig or whatever I think it's the same in in any walk of life. If you show over a long time that you can bring value, quality, 
And like Carl was saying about his viral video, just enthusiasm and some charisma. Yeah. You know, if you can bring that value, opportunities will, will then come. So I did the Patreon thing first very much with, and, and that's relying on people's good nature. And yes, yes. You, you, you're basically relying on people to be kind. It's a tip jar. It's the, you know, the busker's hat. It's the bowl on the piano that someone sticks a fiver in. They don't have to give it to you hmm. and you're not asking for it. You know, if they appreciated what you did, that they got for free. I, I do the Patreon side of it. And we've got some wonderful um, Patreons over there. And you can sign up www.patreon.com slash Benjamin Blue. Here he goes. Um, over, <laughs> over there. Um, obviously, YouTube, you know, you get your, your ad revenue. And look, I do the championship. I don't get a million views. I don't get 100,000 views like <laughs> Carl did on his Salt Bay video. But you get a little bit from that. Now, I've been really, really lucky that a couple of websites have approached me and said, seeing you talking about the championship, would you like to, would you like to write for us that's them paid and i know a lot of people are very funny about gambling and gambling sponsorship honest to god if you're me and you want to make a part-time living out of this and betfair one of my partners comes along and says we want to work with me on the on the preview show you say yes please that's very kind thank you very much so i've partnered with betfair as well on the preview show and people can view that however however they want that's that's up to them but i'm just you know i'm just a guy trying to you know trying to make something of it and um the amount they probably give me is a, a spreadsheet error to them isn't it <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah so it's different it's different revenue streams and obviously the company i work for that does the premier league post-match stuff just saw me just graft you know graft yeah, appear getting people's faces and all of a sudden they they want you to appear for them is that but upside it, sports is it yeah they weren't the ones that you yeah, guys yeah, yeah 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 which yeah which you know but thank you to those guys and i uh, i did retweet it it was that was excellent so how many strands have you got now you've got the the, the departed you've got like a <laughs> the a, shows yeah. yeah how many shows have you got going so we do the we do the championship coverage which is and I mean, it changed during COVID because my what popularity I do have, and I don't profess to be um, any any big shakes. I've got my audience, and they seem to like it. That came from doing reviews after games in my car. Literally, just pop the camera up and yap yap yap. So that led to the championship stuff, which is basically each round we do a preview and a review. And as I mentioned, I'm lucky enough to have you know some some partners for that now which is which is brilliant um in covid we jumped on the watch along bandwagon you know like it or lump it but if you're a creator you had to create and you weren't allowed to leave the house so um it was watching along on sky tv and bt one thing i found very quickly with doing the championship is there's in, an inherent business flaw with the championship in that the teams that are the best story disappear <laughs> when they get promoted so and I made a, a grave mistake um in 1819 we were I was really loving it was a brilliant season in 1819 you probably weren't across it because you were in the um in the Premier League but that was the season where um Norwich won the league and Sheffield yeah. United under Wilder finished second we had Bielsa didn't even get promoted we had Villa with Grealish and um Abraham and Mings we had West Brom with Barnsgale and Rodriguez Derby with Lampard Tamori Wilson and Mount it was a brilliant season but of course Norwich Villa and Sheffield United all went up and I just stopped covering them 
and all of a sudden, oh, hang on, what's what's happened to my viewership here? It's, it's descending very quickly. So we started doing the Dearly Departed show, which obviously covers Watford now, just purely because I can't think of an an analogy. But um, if you do if you do business with somebody for twelve months and it's very successful, keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we cover the teams. So the Dearly Departed show covers. Leeds, uh, Villa, Watford, Norwich, uh, Brentford, just so we keep in touch with those fan bases. You know, the likes of you guys where, you know, you might have seen the the video and, you know, all of a sudden I never make another Watford video. Whereas if I do make another Watford video, you might. Absolutely. Yeah, you might, you might, well, that's it. That's it. I watched the. take a look at it. Yeah. And I watched the Dilly. Well, I wanted to be involved in the Dilly Departed one, but unfortunately I was in Greece at the time. So we had to. Swan in. Swan in off I, the I know. Day. So I, I very reluctantly uh, handed that over to Peter at Yuan's TV and I was very upset about it. My wife was like, what's the matter with you? You don't I mean, understand. For a <laughs> a I wanted to go on. You don't understand. And of course, a week <laughs> later, I bumped into you at the Liverpool match. So but that Justin, was fun. That's a, that's another example, I think, of just keeping your head down and happenstance. I make the Watford video. I work hard on that. You watch it. I'm on your radar now. We we chat a bit on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. I offer you to do something. You can't do it. You offer your mate to do it. And then very kindly, he does cartoons and he makes me a cartoon. So by a series of just trying to trying to do good at something... All of a sudden, I've got this beautiful cartoon now, which I'm putting. Which say thank you to you guys for sorting that out. It's very, very kind. Hasten to say, I did not pay a penny for, it, and I'm sure if you, if, the bill, the bill um, was on its way. We're just trying to get your address. But it, he he could charge a lot of money for that sort of thing. He's very talented. Um, the guy Pete who does your cartoons, and you know, I think if you just get your head down, you tell the truth, you work hard, and you're nice to people when you meet them. And you know, like when you came up and chatted to me, I was interested to chat to you. Not, you know. That's true. Do, no, yeah. that's that's that, that is what happened. I did obviously disturb you in the queue for the toilet. I let you do all that first before <laughs> <laughs> before we had a chat. Yeah. Um, was a- but yeah, I mean, there was it, it, yes, definitely. I thought, well, you know, I might not ever get a chance to bump into you again. I might as well do this now. And as you say, now you're on our podcast. You've got a cartoon from Peter. It's just funny how life goes sometimes. Really, none of it's planned, and you just you know you just roll with it. You you try and be respectful and nice, and try and work hard and see where it gets you. So what are the plans going forward then? Are you going to carry on doing much the same thing? Are you going to try something new or yeah, um, anything in the pipeline, I guess? I suspect we'll we'll just carry on the same path certainly through through this season. So I mean, look, I'm committed to lots of championship stuff with Football 365 and with Betfair and with Trouble Football, who else I write for. So that's kind of agreed and done. Um I'm really enjoying doing the upside sports stuff and getting to some um, get into some Premier League games and whatnot. Certain offers happen, which are which are lovely, and we'll see where they go. Obviously, we've got the the, the baby's like three months old today, so just <laughs> so you've got to, got to spend some time with your baby as well. Exactly, all this. just in, enjoying <laughs> being with the being with the baby. I don't know if you guys have got children, but yeah, you yeah. know, in their twenties, mate. So yeah, yeah exactly, and, up, mate. So yeah, and you'll both say. Enjoy it. It's gone in the. It does mate. It's gone in the blink, blink of an, of an eye. eye. So Absolutely. I want to try and enjoy that. And you know, there's, there's, you know what it's like. There's never enough time to to do all the things you you want to do. I, I I think sometimes you have to take stock and be be grateful for what you've got. And I, I suspect if you told twenty year old me packing, you know, God, the jobs I did. You know, I remember moving. I did this this temp job where I had to move. A file, an entire office, and filing cabinets. 
from one side of Ipswich railway station to the other, which meant over the top, over the tracks. We basically had pretty much a week to do it, me and this other guy. And if you'd have told that guy that that you can prance about on stage and play some songs and go and watch the football and that'll that'll pay the bills I'm, I'm you know there there are worse ways to um, absolutely yeah you know there are worse ways but obviously look you know like you guys you want your podcast to reach as many people as as as, as it can you yeah, know yeah. and you know to it's a bit of fun and it's a hobby but you know if all of a sudden thousands and thousands of people want to listen to it you're not going to you're not going to tell it. Oh no! Don't don't listen. <laughs> no, of course not. No, no, no. Definitely not. So, no, yeah, if we no. can, if we can grow the YouTube. Look, I'm I'm under no illusions. I don't cover Manchester United or Liverpool or you know even Watford or you know a Premier League team. So I know there is a there's a ceiling on covering the Championship, and hopefully the the little extra Premier League stuff's another little strand that you can add. But again, um, I was working in a school and COVID hit. And if you'd have told me then, now don't worry, you're going to be all right. Just keep staring at your computer and talking about football, and all's going to be <laughs> all's going to be fine. So more of the same. I don't know how we're going to manage next season though, because they've just brought out the the plans. We've got the World Cup in the middle of the middle. Yeah, it's oh, going to be course, chaos, yeah. isn't it? Qatar, yeah, because yeah. for the Euros. Again, I'm very good at writing checks I can't cash. I was at it. And I was like, right, I'm doing two games a day. My, my missus is like, are you sure about that? <laughs> and then, you know, I, I, there was a couple of games, especially when they went to extra time and you're doing the whatever it was, the six o'clock and it goes to extra time. You've got no break and you're straight on to the next broadcast and trying to learn um, which I don't know, Swiss player plays at which team and the gaps in between sort of sat there nursing your dodgy neck, sweating, <laughs> trying to do this. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to the World Cup. Yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'll be watching. We'll definitely watch you. Uh, oh, and we'll definitely, you. Uh, yeah, we'll give you some stick as well, I think. But uh, it's it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. And obviously, I know how much time you put into your YouTube channel and stuff. So to give us, well, an hour of your time is is, is no, absolutely no. fantastic. Uh, bless you. And what and what about what about Watford? What about Watford? Then where's where's the where's the trend heading? And um, mm. which side of that lovely dotted line are you going to be? And when? Well, that's yeah, a good question this, at the moment. This, this month is an absolute disaster zone in the sense of what, what's about to turn up. And then we go into the traditional December where Watford decide we're not playing. We're not we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna we're not playing for this month. It's too cold. And then we'll we'll start again in January. So it's it's um yeah, it's it's a real tough one for to to try and pin on at the moment. We're all hoping that he just get what we saw at Everton, that it just clicks and we can just, you know, nick a few a few unsuspecting victims along our way. No, it's a, it's a great club isn't it because and I mean this in the politest way it's like a London club but not like a London club yeah. as, as yeah. well at the same time so you yeah, don't yeah. get a there's lot no expectation of, really but you don't get a lot of the sort of central London clubs there's a you know there's there's a certain feel about them that we're, you know whereas Watford can still attract maybe a, a high caliber of player because of their proximity to, to London, London. Mm. yeah but you know it does feel not necessarily like an Ipswich or an Norwich or I don't know Southampton or or somewhere more more disparate, but I think you get you probably say you get the worst of both worlds as well. But I think you guys get the best of both worlds, really, don't you? Bit of both, I think. I think it's a yeah. bit of both. Something 
you guys won't be able to feel that you feel as a visitor is you know when you're walking into a ground where the club's been in the Premier League. There's just a shine about it. Do you is know what really? I mean? And oh, don't okay. take that for granted. And no. I know people are prawn sandwich brigade, but even when I met you the other day, Justin, you know, the service and, you know, what you can, it's not some <laughs> chips out of a deep fat fry. You've got no. a moving food van in the, in the back there and screens and yeah. access is great and those beautiful oh. red and yellow colours. I love watching the, uh, you see it on Twitter sometimes, it's, it, it will be a, a picture of somebody that's got cheesy chips from... Well, with a plastic slice on the top. Yeah, from what, and it's two slices of cheese. <laughs> and there's Watford where you can get your artisan coffee in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. probably get stick yeah. for that. But no, the, the facilities there and everything are just so, so first class that just don't just don't take it for granted. Because, no, uh, no, no we don't. We, especially as Watford fans, we, we know at any given moment, all things can change. Well, and it, just just on that, where, where are the Potsos going to be in like five years? What is the long term deal for them? Good, good, great question. I don't I think, think we know, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I don't think they know, honestly and truthfully. I think it's uh, from a footballing point of view, and from when they came into the into the club, what they've achieved, the infrastructure, and what they've put in, what we've just spoken about there is 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 first class. I I, I can't fault that. From a from a football fan that you know thinks that a certain clubs should be running some way, do I like how my clubs run at the moment? No, I don't. Not with the fact that at any given moment uh, uh, a manager can be out the door. What did Carl? What did what did Graham Taylor think of think of it? Was he well, still around when he was? Were, I he, know that Elton John gave him the green light because when the Sir Elton John stand was open, he did a speech on the middle of the pitch and he said the club is now in very safe hands and I like what the Potsos are doing. So yeah. I'm not sure what Graham Taylor's thoughts were but certainly Elton John gave him the green light I know I'm not on my own on this but I think it's a very split um, pack the Watford fan base in the sense of are people bothered I mean the owners aren't bothered they see a coach as they are now as a, a stepping stone they get them to a certain level and then they get the next one in to take them the next bit up where that probably went a little bit upside down was the season we got relegated where we had you know Nigel Pearson three games before the end of the season they sack him which you know is 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 bizarre, but yeah, it, it's a strange old one. And five years time, who knows? Who knows? Hi, this is Peter Taylor, the Mayor of Watford, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Thank you very much for coming on, Benjamin. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're very very welcome. International break. I'm I'm recharging. You're recharging. recharging. Yeah. yeah. You've turned the other screen off, have you, with the, which does all the, the watch-alongs. That's off for now. That's Dumb. gone. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. If uh, people want to follow you, Benjamin, um, where should they go? Yeah, so the best place is YouTube. So if you just type in Benjamin Bloom Football Channel over there. I'm on Twitter, um, but in the main, just push, pushing people towards the, the YouTube. I'm on Instagram as well if you want to see lots of gushing pictures of my beautiful little daughter on there and if you're feeling very very lovely and kind patreon is um where the goat tier is and you can go and um, support financially over there absolutely awesome. fantastic awesome. thank you for giving us your time benjamin it's yeah, been appreciate a- that best luck best of luck to the tractor boys as well i i try and figure out new ways of failure so maybe playoff final defeat is is, <laughs> okay, cool. is where it's going you where got, it's going this season you've got but, a dream you've got a dream mate you yeah, never know we're only down the road from wembley so we can maybe pop down and, and see you one of about we're one of about four clubs that have never been since it's been um rebuilt oh, would you add a is that it? true you never know cup run you never know it's all good mate <laughs> i <laughs> do know <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna let you go benjamin it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for coming on the do not scratch your eyes podcast pleasure top man cheers benjamin <laughs>
Social Podcast Network. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.